Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, Retro Life for You. My name is Chris Adams, your host of the show, and sitting not directly across from me, I'd say a couple hundred miles adjacent. across from me, adjacent <laughs> on the screen, you if go. you will, would be Mr. Mr. Travis Rollins, who is finally Ooh. returning from his trek around the United States that he made. Man alive, that ain't no joke. I've been think all the way to Texas by vehicle. I've been all the way to Texas and uh, back, and then down to the coast for a week, and then back. Need a vacation from my vacation. Did you get any frequent? Uh, I can't even say the word frequent rider miles. I don't know about that. I got a new pair of tires when I got back. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if that's a gift or not, though. I mean. That sounds more like yeah. an expense. Yeah, especially for that truck I got. There's that um, big old tires. No, you didn't drive the truck, big though, old, did you? Big old Nitto Ridge Grabbers on 20s. Did you drive the truck all the way across to Texas and back? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So not only were you given the gift of new tires, you were also given the gift of lots of gas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's thing, well, see, that's the thing, too. I think... The way that they do these vehicles is is boo crap anyway, because it it averages in stops or if you sit still and hang out somewhere and leave the truck running or let the air conditioning go and stuff like that. I mean, I understand it all factors in, but actual gas mileage to me is when the wheels are rolling. So the computer tells me that I average between 15 and 17, depending on how I drive it. If I want to get crazy in it, it'll tell me I, I'm averaging about 10 or 12. But anyway, when I'm on the highway, I can run the active monitor, and it stays it stays around 20 miles to the gallon. So well, it's not I too mean, bad for sure. That's not to say it's not a gas guzzler. Now it's still it, it it drinks gas. Right. It's a 26 gallon tank, 24 26 gallon tank, and it'll run about 430 450 miles off of a tank. So it's yeah. about a hundred dollar fill up. I started to say, but yeah, the bad part is, is when you fill it up though. Yeah. Being that much. Yeah. Well, yeah, I on welcoming Travis back this week. I mean, he has been welcomed back with such a great movie. Uh, you can't see the joy on his face like I can right now, but he thoroughly, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed my pick of movie this oh, week. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I wanted to get another summer movie in. Well, since it's summertime, it just made sense. And I thought, hey, who hasn't seen Summer Rental? Apparently, Travis has not. <laughs> so, I have not. He watched it. What it today you watched it or before. yesterday? Um, I was yeah, no, I actually watched it uh Friday night. Friday night, yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah, last night I went to a new cool place around here. A, a guy I worked with has a band, a guy named Mikey. And uh, they were playing at a spot we got it around here called Pinky's Revenge. And um, it's a little bar that they do live music in. But it's it's kind of like a Dave and Buster's, but cooler. They've got yeah. all the arcades and stuff. Um, they got a bunch of uh, pinball machines and old arcades and some pool tables and air hockey and all that. So <clears throat> kind of like uh, kind of like my guy we talked to on Winners and Losers. So, so you kind of close to his collection. Yeah, but, uh, um, you, you kept me sold on old video games. I know, right? I 
It was so funny, dude. I was standing there beating Tekken 3 with one hand. I wasn't even moving the joystick. I'm just over here like hitting combos. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So we did that in, uh, last night. But, but yeah, I made my way through it Friday night. I say make my way through it because, uh, like I said, as Chris was saying earlier, you know, well, what'd you think? I'm like, well, uh, he said, I bet you $10 you didn't watch it. I said, well, you would owe me $10 and you're a good friend because I'm going to tell you what, it was a, a little bit of a chore to make it through that one. <laughs> see this For is where we're gonna be different this this is where we're gonna be different tonight everybody i just got done watching it within like 30 minutes before we're doing this recording i have oh, this really? is not yeah but it's not the first time i've seen it though i just re, i wanted to rewatch it again yeah and you know i've seen this movie quite a few times i have no problems whatsoever making it through the movie i like the storyline to it that it's based on um uh, it's, it's it's got its humor aspects to it of course You've got I think, some. I um, think the old school slapstick that it has is just a little over the top for me these days. Yeah. Well, it had, it had some good names in it, though. I mean, we're talking like John Candy, Richard Crenna, Karen Austin, John Larroquette's in there. Yeah. Um, I knew, and and was not John Larroquette the one that was like his boss or something? No, John Larroquette was the guy who picked up the tab at the movies. For the mom okay, when yeah. she left her wallet. There was someone in there. And it was the one that was playing his boss, I think. That I could have swore like I knew who that person was. And it looked like the dad. It, like it looked like somebody who couldn't have been his age. I can't remember who in the world it was. Was it? His yeah, boss was it. his boss was barely in it. But that might have been the one that played... Um, Oh my gosh! Was it Hal? Was Hal his boss's name? Hal was it Hal or Al? Hal, I believe. Well, there's a Francis McCarthy in the movie who played Hal. Okay, that might have been who it was. But he looks, or, it looks so familiar. It could have been. That wasn't who I was thinking it was. It could have been Stan Green was his boss's name, played by Bob Wells. Both of them look familiar as the boss to me. Okay. So I can't, I can't pick which it is. Anyway. Anyway, uh, back to the, just to give a quick synopsis for the ones who do not know what it is, just in case, you know, there are more like you who have not seen it before, but mm-hmm. John Candy's character is Jack Chester. He's an overworked air traffic controller and takes his family on vacation to the beach. Now, as we say he takes his family on vacation. He's pretty much forced by his boss to take time off. So he's burned out. Yeah. He needs he's time. screaming. He's screaming at an airplane. It's like, Come back, answer me, answer yes. me. And it's like a fly landed on his screen. A fly on his <laughs> radar is all it was. He's thinking some plane that he can't find. So things <laughs> immediately start to go wrong for the Chesters and steadily get worse. Classic John Candy film, right? Jack ends up in a feud with a local yachtsman who has to race him to regain his pride and family's respect. Uh, it was a fun movie for me. I remember, you know, I, I've seen this a long time ago when I was younger on HBO. Yeah. And yeah. I, I loved it. The first time I saw it. I'm not it. dogging it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it. it I think what it was with me is, is as I was watching it, like I said, while ago, it felt more like a seventies movie than an eighties movie. Yeah. And then at the same time, you know, it's almost like a lifetime movie these days. Like everyone that you see is kind of the same. So with the old slapstick, good family humor comedy from the eighties, it was almost, it almost felt like it was a generic movie that I've seen a hundred times. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I know what you mean. I didn't hate it. It made me laugh for sure. Yeah. It definitely had its funny moments. And then mm-hmm. the family is like nothing but 
well, from that time frame, nothing but stars, I guess. Joey Lawrence was young and starting, mm-hmm. but he you know, blossomed out, for lack of better terms, That's you know, right. uh, to get bigger as you go. So Joey Lawrence played the son, Bobby Chester. Carrie Green was Jennifer Chester. She's from the Goonies, played um, mm-hmm. uh, Andy in the Goonies. Right. You had Rip, Rip Torn playing Scully. Yeah. Um, John Candy and uh, Karen Austin were the mom and dad. Jack and Sandy Chester, and then uh, the youngest girl. I don't even know if she ever went on to do anything else or not, but uh, yeah. Aubrey Jeans, what it looks like it says J E N E or Jene, Jene. I don't Jene. know. Aubrey J E N E, we'll say. We'll call her that. There you go. Uh, fun movie. So, when, like I said, they get on vacation, they're going to Florida. Uh, I forget the name of the city. Do you remember the name of the city they went to? Well, I know that was in Atlanta. And then, man, I do not. I, I mean, I know where it was filmed. I know where it was filmed, but that's not the That wasn't the name. I think it was a fictional town. Anyway, they, they go to Florida. They get on the wrong road. They go to a house that is Beach Lane, not Beach Road, I believe. Yes. And so they're in somebody's house altogether Garner, different. Wasn't it Dan Garner that owned it? Uh, he said we rented this from so yes and, so. and he's like well i'm dan garner i own the place all you owners <laughs> who wanted to know where his receipt was it's funnier as i look up. back on it like when i look back honest to god like watching it versus looking back on it like the humor look at i think maybe some of it i didn't catch at this at the time too or maybe i wasn't in the mood or something because looking back on it is funnier than it was when i watched it you also realize some of the things you missed when you go back and think about it too. If you went back and watched it another time, you're going to catch a couple of things you missed from sure as well. Yeah. I don't see you doing that right now, <laughs> but if you later on, if you feel the need to go back and rewatch it again, you'll probably see some things that you missed. That was actually funny as well. Right. But getting right off the bat, they're in the wrong house. They're at the wrong road. They get they, they find the address. The keys are actually in the mailbox too, My like God, they were supposed that to part be. Was so funny though. Can we hang hang on? We, I just want to stop on that part too, though, because that part was so funny. He answered the door with that daggum statue in his face. He had done laid out front. They were talking about how awesome the beach house was, and when he showed up, he's talking to these people, and it, it's obviously like a super upscale neighborhood you know be like i don't know maybe going to fripp island here or something it's a gated community you can't even get in there without a without a uh uh pin code and you know he's like talking to the neighbors i'll come over and have martinis later later he like he introduced himself and they're like hi i'm uh jack and they said and you are and that woman let us a having lunch yeah (laughs) But anyway, like, so he lays out there on the on the thing, and he gets like crazy sunburn on the bottoms of his arms because he's got his arms up over his head. So like, he's got this like white, I guess chamomile or whatever, like dotted all over his face when he answers the door, and the look on his face. And then the guy goes, uh, he's a, he's looking at uh, the the rental agreement, and that's when they find out it's Beach Lane they were on beach lane not beach road and like he <laughs> the way he reacted to that was so priceless the way yes. he just like the way he was started grinning at him and like he had this look on his face and he just turned into a grin and like he handed the statue to him so well i guess this my this is yours then <laughs> i guess this belongs to you and then then he comes back in and he said i'm sorry i forgot something and he goes up there forgot, forgot my noxema 
Uh, no, no, no. But he he the, the dog food breaks open as he's leaving. But then he comes back and says, "Oh, I forgot to get something. I forgot my noxema and my daughter." And the girl, the daughter goes, the little girl goes, "Daddy, I wet my bed." And he said, "No, honey, you wet their bed." <laughs> <laughs> right. That was hilarious. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it started. I, I I didn't care much for how the movie starts. I'll say that. Yeah, it's just that once they finally get to their destination for vacation is when it picks up for me, and it's, right. and it's a lot better. And you start seeing all the names showing up, like Richard Crenna being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I ever knew Richard Crenna as was Colonel Troutman for Rambo. <laughs> nothing, right. nothing like Colonel Troutman in this. And then you got, you know, like I mentioned earlier, um, Rip Torn playing Scully, the owner of the restaurant mm-hmm. that's uh, based on the ship that he used to sell. And Rip Torn, I mean, I, gosh, two different things pop up in my head. Let's just go ahead and, and start talking about the stars in the movie. We'll start with Rip Torn because we, we we can bring John Candy up next. But Rip Torn, we're talking about Men in Black, mm-hmm. right? And he was uh, he was uh, Zed, 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 yeah. and Men in Black, and then he and he played the 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 dodgeball player. And dodgeball oh, that God, was training yeah. them. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> yes, if you can dodge traffic, you can dodge a ball. Yeah, I remember uh, him. The first thing I recall him from is from one of, I guess my, I don't, I can't say one of, uh, as a child, my favorite movies. Conan the Barbarian wasn't my favorite movie until I got older. My favorite movie up until that became my favorite movie was Beastmaster, but he was Max and Beastmaster. He was the guy that was throwing the kids into the pit. The bad guy on Beastmaster. I, you know, I didn't even think about that. That's where I remember him from to begin with. That's and then awesome. every time I saw him after that, I knew who he was. That is awesome. If we look back on the 80s, I mean, Airplane 2, the sequel, and of course there's Beastmaster, like you were saying. I did not remember him from Beastmaster, but now that you bring it up, I'm, it started, it's it's all coming yeah, back to me now. Yeah, he had long hair and a bone through his ear. He was the evil priest that was throwing him into the dang fire. Yeah. Then the airplane talks at airplane two the sequel, cat on a hot tin roof TV movie, um, summer rental. Then we go up to late eighties. You got Extreme Prejudice, Laguna Heat. Well, that was a TV movie as well. I don't I don't remember him from anything else until it hit Men in Black. Honestly, yeah. Um. I mean, they they made him out to be kind of big. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff, TV and movie wise. Yeah, just I not heard, things that I know of, really. He was in, I don't know, uh, RoboCop. He was a CEO in Charlie RoboCop Sheen Three, where Charlie Sheen was trying to be a biker. Beyond the law. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember him in RoboCop. Yeah, oh, he was. You in, know what else he was in? He was in Damn Down Periscope. Yeah, you you're going to beat me to it, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Down Periscope, that was so good. Which one did you like better, Down Periscope or Mikhail's Navy? That's hard for me to choose. Down Periscope. Did you like Down Periscope better? I did. I did. I thought it was funnier. Yeah. You know, I thought it was a better story. Mikhail's Navy, I mean, I, I, I watched that when I was younger on television. So, I mean, it's, you know, to me, it's always going to be a TV show. More right, than a movie. I got there. I got you. So, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, so then the movie wouldn't have lived up to the TV show then. I didn't think it did. Honestly, yeah. if you yeah, never knew I, it was if you never knew it was a TV show and you watched a movie, you probably would have liked it. Right. 
and said it was good. But I mean, I always remember watching the TV series. So yeah, that's that's where it was for me. Uh, John Candy, he's pretty much you know we've we've talked about him in the past before. He's he's done so many you know fun and great movies. Oh man! Yeah. And he's uh, do you like him better though as a co-star or the main star of the movies? In what do you think he does the better job? Honestly, I think I could t- I can take him either way, man. Uh, would you consider him, man? So because I love well, he, Uncle Buck. He was he was leading Uncle Buck, right? Right. I would say. Yeah. So I loved Uncle Buck. Um, wasn't he Harry Crumb? Who's Harry Crumb? And I don't know because my favorites are going to be the Great Outdoors, Plane Trains, Automobiles, Spaceballs, uh, uh, the Cannonball Run. Those are my favorites with him in them. So, I mean. No, he wasn't in Cannonball Run, was he? I guess I'd have to say, I guess he's better playing off of someone who's on his level. Like, you know what I mean? When he's in a movie with someone that's kind of on his level comedically, I think it's better. He wasn't in Cannonball Run, though, was he? He was in Speed Zone, which is basically, I guess, come to think of it. Cannonball Run. That's basically Cannonball Run 3, I guess, though, isn't it? They they, They just don't call it that. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, well, he had bit he parts. Was in Cannonball Run. No, that's Dom DeLuise. Oh, good lord! What am I smoking? I don't know. Did that? Did I drive you to smoking something was watching this star, movie? Okay, so was he a star, the co-star of the greatest movie of all time, possibly? Uh, cool Runnings. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when you were going to bring that one up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you. I mean. Dead man. He was in Delirious. He was in Only the Lonely, Career Opportunities, Nothing But Trouble. You know, I mean, most Wagons of those East he just had, had bit parts in. Have you um, seen Wagons East? I never watched it, no. Yeah, you should check that one out. That one's funny. He got him in She's Having a Baby. He's um, uncredited, actually, though, which is funny. He says Chet from the Great Outdoors uncredited and she's having a baby. How is he uncredited? Uh, I guess it's just a, he's just in there as a bit part playing the same character that he was in the great outdoors. I don't know what his character did for a living or anything. Oh, it wasn't in the great outdoors. No, no, no. This is in, she's having a baby. Which, oh, okay. uh, you know, I Kevin Bacon and like a star of the movie. How's he not credited? <laughs> no, no. Then he has a, has a, has a part in little shop of horrors and armed and dangerous, um, volunteers, Brewster's Millions is one of my one of my favorites of his, where he was a co-star with somebody. Mm-hmm. I thought he played well with Richard Pryor. Uh, I need that bit part National Lampoon's Vacation as Lasky, the guard at Wally World. Ox yeah. and Stripes. Uh, he's he's been in quite a few things. So, I mean, he's he he had a great career. It's you know sad that he died and everything, but no doubt, definitely had a also, great career. He also um. Um, I remember uh, he voiced he voiced one of the cops in uh, Heavy Metal, the, the first yeah. Heavy Metal movie from yeah. the uh, MTV. Yes, that he did. Yeah, yeah, we're it's sad, man. Oh, he was in Canadian Bacon too. I think that Canadian Bacon was his last movie. That was where he was the sheriff. Man, I wish I, you know I, I didn't see that. Yeah, Canadian Bacon's good. Wagons East is good. I thought Wagons East was his last movie, but I, I I guess that was Farley's last movie, not really John Candy's last movie. Yeah, may have been. Oh man, it's sad. We get these 
Him and Farley too, dude. I, I, I mean, know. I wasn't what, big on Farley's movies. I like Farley on SNL. But now, so since we brought them two up for a second, you can go all the way back to Belushi. Um, yeah. Candy kind of, I'm not going to say modeled himself after Belushi, but very same, very similar type comic. They right. were both overweight. They had both partaken in stuff they probably shouldn't have. And they were doing physical comedy. Yes. And very, then along comes Chris Farley. Chris Farley says that he patterned himself after Belushi yeah. to the point where he even died practically of the same drug Belushi died of, I think. Yep. So, I mean. So, our our, uh, our hefty boys in comedy kind of always following the same path. Yeah. And, I mean, when I think of when I think of funny fat dudes, those are my three right there, you know? I mean, honestly, aside from Ralphie May, but he didn't do no movies. <laughs> no. But yeah, it's funny though. Belushi, Candy, and, and Farley, man, them was them was the guys. What's the first thing you seen Richard Crenna in? Richard Crenna, that is, uh, oh, 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 that's the bad guy. Yeah, he's one that plays <sighs> the the guy who has been the local there all his years. Has uh, the winner of the yacht race every year. Right. <laughs> Buys uh, out the condo from the guy that passed away. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> yeah. tried to tried to kick the family out by um, you know within the next few days. Um, yeah, not a very good guy in this movie, say, but I'm gonna have to say Troutman. Colonel Troutman's what I knew him as first as well. Obviously, he's done some more stuff. Looking it up and everything, um, TV movies, quite a few TV movies, TV mm-hmm. series. He uh, had parts in, um, going all the way back into the '70s into the '60s. I mean, he's got a good long career in a lot of, like I said, a lot of TV and everything. So he played his part well too in the movie. I thought he was pretty good in it for what he was doing. Yeah, he did. He I did. loved Rip Torn. Though. He was so funny when I went in there and uh, we've got the fresh flounder cooked to a perfect golden brown, and then you go back and they're pulling back on frozen fish out. The, out the and, and it's and it's fish sticks at that. <laughs> yeah, it's fish sticks. Not even. <laughs> Not even a fillet. Not even you know? Gordon's. It was like the ones no. that was in the box sealed up. All right. Crazy. Um, Karen Austin. Now, I, I recognize her from one thing mainly. When, when I think of Karen Austin, I don't really think of movies. Although, if I was to think of a movie, this would be the only one that comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, but that's not where I really know her from. Do you okay. Do you recognize her from anything on television? Um. I remember seeing her on Night Court yes. a little bit. Night Court. She was the one of the lawyer. No, she wasn't the lawyer. She was the uh, the clerk the first yeah. year, I believe, wasn't she? She's the, she's the one that they got replaced by the guy they called Mac. Yeah, she was Lana. Lana. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's where I first remember her from, and that's the main thing I think of when I see her. She doesn't really. I, I'm not saying I didn't see her in any of the movie, but if I did, she sure didn't stand out to me that well. I think that and uh, Mama Wheeler and Lightning Jack are the only two things I can think of that I really remember her from in this movie now. Yeah. And then she's been in some TV series, uh, you know, episode here and there, Days of Our Lives, ER, mm-hmm. Cold Case, Star Trek Voyagers, Sliders. Beverly Hills 90210, uh, Martial Law, JAG. So she's been in quite a few things. I mean, it's just that she just 
doesn't really stand out to me as much as she did from Night Court because I was a big I, I love Night Court, right? When it came out, I always thought that was one of the funniest shows on TV. Oh, dude, I watched it every chance I got. Bull was Richard Mall. That dude was just so hilarious to me. Yeah. And, yeah. and actually, Harry, too. I know we've talked about it before uh, in the past, too, uh, how uh, he shows up on Cheers a lot. And I wonder if it was like, because, you know, he was, uh, wasn't on Night Court, wasn't he like a recovering alcoholic? Yeah, Harry the Hat, I think he was. He was yeah, also Harry a conman. And then on Cheers, he come in and he was a drunk and a magician. That was Well, no, no. On Cheers, he was off. Harry the Hat. Oh, Harry That's the what Hat. They called okay. him. They called him on Cheers. He was like a, a, kind of like a conman type deal. Yeah, exactly. He'd con people. He would slide a hand in magic and all. But wasn't on, on Night Court, wasn't he a recovering alcoholic too, though? Now, that part I don't remember for sure for Night Court. See, I, I don't was know about that. If, on Cheers, yes. If, if since he was Harry on Night Court and Harry on Cheers, if it was like the same character crossing over, I wondered the same the thing uh, a long time ago. I wondered, but it's—I I believe I confirmed it wasn't though. Not the, oh. not the same person. Oh, okay. I do not. Kind of makes so. me sad. <laughs> you were you were kind of hoping it was one of the same, wasn't you? I I really did. I really did. I thought that would have been cool. Man. Let's get one more in here. And since we're talking night court, let's jump to Larry cat. And then we'll go back to yeah. the kids, but we'll get this one here and then we'll go to our mid roll in just a moment. John Larry cat. Okay. Your first one from him. Anytime you talk about somebody from night court, they stand out to me for night court. John Larry cat. The first okay. place I did see him at was actually night court as Dan fielding. Now, I saw him in some movies after the fact, right? but come to find out he was in movies also before. I just didn't really know who he was until night court made him big to me. Like for example, he was in star Trek three, the search for Spock. He was yeah. in, and he was in stripes as well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of movies right there. Both of them I had seen. That's what, that's what I, I was going to bring up stripes. I was going to say stripes. But I didn't know who he, I didn't even know who he was to really yeah, say, no, hey, I, mean, I saw him in Stripes, you know, but yeah. No. And I probably didn't see Stripes until after Night Court either. It'd be, it would be the same thing. But I think the earliest thing I remember him from other than that would be, would be Stripes. And then, um, what is it? Uh, he was in the JFK movie. Yeah. He had bit parts in other TV series that I watched, like Three's yeah. Company. Fantasy Island, uh, Mork and Mindy. Mm -hmm. uh, he had a little two-episode deal with Dallas. He was on Twilight Zone, the movie. Um, I don't know if I even recognize this movie from 83. We've talked about it before, the early 80s, how they capitalized on the ninja thing, all the movies and the TV series <laughs> they had. Oh, yeah. There oh, yeah. is a TV movie called The Last Ninja, and he was an army officer in it. Now, I have to click on this and see what this is, because I know <laughs> surely, ninja. surely I have seen this. I've seen all these others in the past, but I'm going to tell you what, nothing about this looks like anything I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't recognize anybody except Mako. I was going to say, you don't, yeah, if you skip over Mako, I'll go, what, what? No, I know who Mako is, and obviously, Larry Kett. I recognize Carmen Argenziano, I think he says his name. He was in one of the, um, 
Oh God, what was he in? He was a police captain in some movie I watched. Yeah, I yeah. tell you something funny about Maker. Uh, <laughs> we just, I just got all I got Scott the Diablo four game. Yeah, and then um, found out we couldn't couch co op on it, so I downloaded the Diablo three so me and the boys could play it. And uh, but anyway, my wizard, I named him Akira from from Mako's character from Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> Lord, homage to your favorites. That's right. Next time I was gonna name him Mako. Besides, Larry Kitt also had some other things. He had the John Larry Kitt show, which is a TV series. It was a comedy. Um, he has a series of TV movies. Mm-hmm called mcbride uh and i want to i want to say he's he's like an investigator or something like that is he he a private eye or was he something else do you recall i do not i don't remember mcbride one two three four five six movies mcbride murder past midnight the chameleon murderer it's murder madam the doctor is out really out tune in for murder and anybody here murder marty okay and all of them okay this is this is wow one two three four five six six of them all six were were filmed in 2005 dang they were getting her done they just did everything all at once i I wonder if those are based off books i don't know this i'm not going to look it up or anything because we don't want to spend too much time on that but Mm -hmm. it just it makes me feel like maybe it's based off a book series or something and they may have just filmed everything straight through yeah, I don't. I don't know in. for. I don't know for sure. Uh, let's go ahead real quick and take our uh, mid roll break here. Get the ad on that we always play for our good friend of the show, Mister Tim, and uh, we'll Timmer. get right back. Right back. <laughs> I, I I did that to him last week. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying the show today. But bear with me just one moment while I get a quick word in from a good friend of the show of ours, Tim at Eighties Flicks Flashbacks. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to an 80s flick flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s flick flashback podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go. Go ahead. You know you want to do it. Do bow bow. Moving right along, uh, we get Miss uh, Carrie Green. Now, the this is not hard. What for? What What was her first movie you seen her in? The Goonies. The Goonies, nineteen eighty five. She was playing Andy. the role of Andy. Everybody in love with Andy. In that day, in that time, she was one of those that stood out to quite a bit of us, wasn't it? I mean, Summer Rental, Goonies, mm-hmm. Lucas, all three in a row. Right. She started off kind of strong. She didn't do much after that, did she? No, she fizzled out. 
uh, a few TV series. Um, I don't know if Three for the Road was an actual movie or a TV movie. It didn't say TV movie, so maybe you know she did that one. But a lot of TV series and TV miniseries after that mm-hmm. in the 80s. And then uh, when you reached the 90s, she had a couple of episodes of Mad About You. Um, gosh, Murder, She Wrote, ER, Law & Order, SVU. But Law & Order, SVU was all the way in 2001. She skipped from 94 to 2000 and then 2001 and then from 2001 to 2012 for something called complacence. So mm. I it doesn't look like she puts a lot of time into the acting or anything. Right. I don't know the reason. And it's uh, something we could always research at another time, or maybe it might pop up in the uh, fun facts or something. Who knows? But um, she definitely one of those actresses that kind of started out strong and maybe found out it wasn't for her or something. Who knows? But Right, right. She was great in the Goonies. She was great in this movie. Uh, I know a lot of people that like Lucas. I can't say that I was one of them. But yeah, Carrie Green didn't do a whole lot. Now, moving to her brother, however, in the movie, uh, Mr. Joey Lawrence, I'd say he did quite a bit more. Joey did a lot. That poor dude, man. It it checked me out, too, because he had to fight against that. I don't know what you call it. The... The mainstream stuff, you know what I mean? Like him being top cast and all that and being the goofy brother from, from Blossom yeah. and all, but like yeah. he never you know, it seemed like he coulda he coulda went further than he did. I mean, it ain't he's never stopped working. It just seems like he could have been bigger than he was if it hadn't have been for that, you know? And he's got what, two other brothers that act as well? All three of them did pretty pretty good for themselves, I think. Yeah, yeah. Let's see yes, what. I believe you are correct, sir. Joey Lawrence, Matthew Lawrence, and I want to say there's one more. The other one may not be as popular as the other two. I don't know. Heck yeah. You remember, you know where I remember him from? No, I don't remember him first from Blossom. You don't remember him from Blossom. Did you see him in the Silver Spoons no, Christmas in, episode? I saw him in Blossom. Now, I definitely, I watched Blossom, but that's not where I remember him from. Well, I, I'm going to take a wild stab. I just said, I'm going I'm to guess. Did you see him in the Silver Spoons episode? Uh, where it was Christmas and him and his family were homeless or something. Is that, you, is that where you saw him? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Okay. No, I missed that one. Okay. I remember him from from uh, Give Me a Break. Give me and a his break. His name was Joey in there too. He was Joey Donovan and Give and Give Me a Break. I watched a lot of Give Me a Break. Oh, I like Give Me a Break. Yeah, he was in there when he was a little kid. All right. He was Joey. Yep. Funny, he was uh, Joey in Silver Spoons, and he was Joey in Different Strokes as well. <laughs> Do you think he had problems remembering other names? He might have. He might have I mean, known like, what it was. They said, dude, you got your line wrong. What's the first thing he said? <laughs> he said, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. He was J.J. Travis and something wilder. How about that? I haven't seen something wilder. What's that? I hadn't seen it either. I just saw it on here. I, th- I happened to see the name J.J. Travis. I thought you were. I thought it was a TV series you were familiar with then. Okay. No, I'm afraid not. Yeah. Well, he another did one it. I haven't seen, Brotherly Love. That is a TV. No, wait a minute. I have seen Brotherly Love. That He did that after uh, Blossom. Hang on just a second, man. Hey, now he, yeah, it's after Blossom. He also had that uh, show. Yeah, he was grown when he did that. That was with his real brothers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that where was I actually think. a cool show. I actually like that show. But what's funny about that is his name was Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing 
something here. I'm seeing a trend in the TV shows that he does. Okay. Okay. Here's one more to add to the trend. Are you ready? Okay. Melissa and Joey. Oh my gosh. How about tequila body shots? He was Johnny. It's not too far from Joey. Joey, Joe, Joey, 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 Johnny, Johnny, Joe, Joey. And he, Melissa and Joey, he's Joseph Joe Longo. He may need to re he may need to reinvent himself, you know. Right, right. I don't know. Um, not many more people to really bring up in the movie that uh, starred in it. There is um, no, no one really stands out unless you see somebody that stands out to you from something that you've watched and seen in other things. Uh, just the the guy that I was saying um, that. Uh, the owner of the first house that did that little bit part, he's been in so much stuff. Um, Want to play Dan Gardner? Yes. I recognized him from, uh, was it Air, not Airplane? Um, the Players Club. I recognized him from the Players Club. And then he, uh, once I started thinking about it, I was like, wait a minute go down that rabbit hole i'm like wait a minute he was the cop in uh uh edward scissorhands and then he was in uh he did he did a lot a lot of stuff what's it was mostly like bit part and and passing stuff and like single episodes of stuff what's the movie with michael jai white where he was in uh prison undisputed undisputed yeah yeah it looks like he was in that then I'm seeing something. I'm seeing something where they're showing Edward Scissorhands. He was in The Jerk, Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, those are a few more things he's been in. Oh no, it wasn't. um, It it was not um, undisputed. I was thinking of it was Blood and Bone. Blood and Bone. Okay, he was Blood and Bone. He was locked up in it, but he was. uh, I think he was. He got out and started street fighting and blood. Yes, and I think there's like yeah. two or three of those movies. Under the name of he was uh, fighting under under the name of Bone, I believe. Yeah, and that old guy announced him for his fights. Right. You have to go back if you don't understand what I'm talking about. You have to go back and then just look this up. Look up the YouTube videos for Blood and Bone or something. See what this guy keeps announcing him. Just watch some <clears> Michael Dry <throat> White movie. Show Mike some love, man. This dude, Michael's dude. He's a legit. He's a legit martial artist, like one hundred percent. Oh yeah, and and he is, I feel like so underused and underrated as an action star. Like I want to do Spawn do you, movie while he still looks good enough to do it. So I, I'm gonna take a little sidestep here from Summer Rental and just bring this up to you since we're talking about him. Do you think he didn't get very many big action leads because he had a bad attitude or something? Because I heard people say he's hard to work with sometimes. I've I've seen that too, but then I've seen video of him and seen other people talk about how awesome he is, and you know what I mean. It's like mm, I don't know. It's he the same thing, little, I guess. You get from uh, people talking that he about is a um, full of himself. I've gotten that. Uh, I've gotten that notion from watching videos of him. Do you think he's kind of like? Is he kind of like Chevy Chase to you? Like some people love him, but you know they also say he's kind of difficult to work with sometimes. Maybe right, more right. the same. Yep. Yep. It's definitely not something you want to get, you know, labeled as because people just, if they don't want to work with you, it makes it harder to find good work. And that it could be what happened to him. It could be. Who knows? Um, 
Go a little bit further with the movie here as far as what it was about. Um, release date, August 9th, 1985. This movie had a... Oh, it did not list what its uh, budget was or anything. Uh, the movie grossed... I couldn't find that either. I found yeah. the gross, but not the budget. Yeah, it grossed 24689703 I would imagine the budget... I would imagine it did well. I would, I would guesstimate because... I mean, for the sets and the way that I think of it, they did it. You know, I, I, I can't see it costing that much. Well, I mean, it couldn't have. And they filmed on location in Florida. Right. Uh, St. Pete Beach in Florida is where they had filmed at. And now this was one of three John Candy films that were released during the summer of 85. The others were volunteers. Uh, and then, let's see, Splash and Brewster's Millions. I don't remember a lot about volunteers, but Splash and Brewster's Millions I liked a lot though. Yep, I remember that. I remember that. Another little fun Splash little... for sure. Everybody remembers Splash. Daryl oh, Hannah, yeah. that's what I think that's what got Daryl Hannah famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, I don't think she did a whole lot after that. She did like legal eagles and grumpy few, old men. She yeah, was a few, one of the daughter of one of them. Yeah, a few other things, but she never really took off like I thought she would. Uh, another little fun fact, Karen Austin. We were talking about this, you and I were, about one of the Lethal Weapon movies, about how old people are compared to some of their co-stars and what and what roles they played. I was about, I was probably about to say what I was about to bring up. Yeah, Karen Austin. Yeah. Only 29 when the movie was filmed and less than 12 years older than Carrie Green that played her daughter. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. That is crazy. Let's see. Carrie Green, who played Jennifer Chester, dubbed Aubrey Jane, who portrayed Laurie Chester. As such, both sister characters were voiced by the same actress. Jennifer tells her little sister, stop saying everything I say. One must wonder whether or not that dialogue was included as an inside joke. Huh. How about this? Did you know that according to Tracy J. Morgan's books, uh, Searching for Candy, that John Cat had more screen time and a major subplot as a romantic rival trying to steal away Sandy. And this Ooh. was eliminated when it didn't fare well with test audiences. It's supposed to be like a comedy, though. I don't think that... I, I can see why that wouldn't really set well. I know. And then you got a John Candy film that John Larroquette's going to get more screen time than John... Than, than yeah, Candy that doesn't make sense either. They were going to Citrus Cove. There you go. Citrus Cove. Or a resort tourist town of Citrus Cove. Now, is that is that fictional or that is, is it fictitious location? The sign yeah. for this fictitious town is actually located right before the Johns Pass Bridge on Madeira Beach. I thought I, I thought that'd be fictional. I never heard of a you know Citrus Cove, Florida before. Right. Seems like you might have would have lived down there. Well, I mean, just because I lived in Florida for a bit, don't mean I know every town. That, I've been in Tennessee most of my life, and I don't know every town in Tennessee. Um, several movie posters were seen in this one when the kids go to the theaters. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they were Footloose all Paramount to be pictures. One of them, I do believe I saw. What's that? I think Footloose was one of them that I saw. Yes, and it says not surprisingly, all these movies were Paramount Picture Productions, which is the one that did this film. Uh, I do, I do remember if I'm correct here. I think when they're in a the theater and. Carrie Green's character meets the son for John Larroquette. He's mm -hmm. like, what are you listening to? And she tells him the station she's listening to. 
and he turns that on in his Walkman, and I think they were playing Footloose, weren't they? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Footloose is playing on the earphones that they're listening to, and it's one of the movie posters that are seen, along yeah. with Top Secret, Airplane, movie. Dragon Slayer, and Uncommon Valor. I got to bring it up, too. Dude. We didn't bring it up. We brought it up beforehand. The woman in there, the neighbor. Uh, oh, my gosh, got her, yes. Got her some augmentation done. <laughs> having everybody look at him. And, like, <clears throat> he was down there in the living room. And she showed them to him. He gets all nervous and this. And he, she's like, well, what, what do you mean? She's like, they're new. I just got them. He's like, well, who had them before? <laughs> and then, like, her husband comes downstairs. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, well I got to go. And he had hurt his foot. He was like in a in an air cast or something. Wasn't he? Right. And, and it uh, popped. Yeah. He trying to get out the door. And he goes, <laughs> he's yelling. He's like, he's like, oh, God, not again. Would you put him away, woman? It's bad enough you're showing the whole neighborhood. And he's like, oh, uh, uh. He's like, buddy, would you do me a favor? Just be a pal and, and reach over there. Tell them they feel fine. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> he like poked them almost. Like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah uh. Right. It just looked like he reached out and finger poked real quick. So, oh, they're great. They're great. Yeah, they feel just fine. The, the running joke to this whole movie is she is showing them to everybody for their everybody. opinion. I mean, anybody who's supposed to have good eyesight, she wants their opinion on what they look like. Right, and but, at the yacht race, she had the judge looking at, well, I value his opinion. He's a judge. <laughs> right, and you got Scully because he was a um, a captain for the ship. I should say, you know, being that he's yeah, sailing yeah, yeah. the ship, he should have good eyes for that and everything. Man. Uh, wasn't there one more, or was it just the judge, Scully, and then and then Chet? Uh, not, not Chet, but the, the whatever. Oh, he said, come plays. on, we'll go show them to the bleachers. We'll <laughs> oh, he, yeah, he's like, let's go show everybody in the bleachers and see what they say. She goes, that's not a bad idea. It's like taking a pole. Good, good parts of that movie, man. When he was walking out onto the uh, beach that time with the cooler and the the drain plug was off of him, he was spilling all that ice water over everybody. Had me giggling too. Yes, and then not only it's 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 classic John Candy klutz. Yeah, you know, I mean the 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 little cover for the 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 water drain to bonus popped off like you said ice water is getting on everybody he's stepping on people's plate you know on their their paper plates with their lunches on them right. he steps on someone's uh sunscreen and it splatters all up on their chest and everything it's like well you should have had a top on it <laughs> right um and he oh, can't you know what? find need a lifeguard remember she come out of the house and he was like so something about her being dressed like but she started talking to the lifeguards yeah and like there was a house full of like buff lifeguard dudes yeah what i'm said he looked like john madden <laughs> <laughs> and he the when he's introducing himself to the girl she goes that's one of them that's one of them cpr dolls in it and he goes yeah this is annie I teach CPR. He goes, I'm the master of mouth to mouth. <laughs> I'm the master of mouth to mouth. And then you see John Candy getting nervous as a father going, Hey, what do you say? We both take your sister to the daycare today. <laughs> oh, and then when his wife is leaving with her, she tosses off her coat and both of them got two piece bikinis on, which drives them crazy. Cause now all the lifeguards are running right. after them. So you know, it's flying through his head. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, it was a is a fun summer movie. I mean, especially to be an older one. It might have been, it might have been the mood I was in when I was watching it, or something like that too. But it, like I said, it's funnier looking back on it than it than I think I thought it was when I watched it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. 
Well, since this, this film was shot in March 1985, with filming wrapping around April and quickly going into post-production with Paramount releasing the film in August. Big, you know, quick turnaround time. This would be the first movie with such a quick turnaround schedule to be released that year with the surprise hit Commando starring Schwarzenegger being the other, which was released by Fox in October after a quick shooting schedule. Right. Yeah. The golfer that he's watching on TV was Marty Ewing, young golfer, making a name for himself on tour, it says, is listed in the credits as the second assistant director. And uh, here's your funny thing right here. The, the lady get brought up again. This was not the first time that actors John Candy, John Larroquette, and Lois Hamilton, who is the woman who played the Chester's next-door neighbor, they kept showing everyone her newly implanted breasts, have worked <laughs> in a film together. They all appeared in the comedy Stripes as well. And then, of course, you got one more reference of people being together, Karen Austin and John Larroquette, first season of Night Court. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Uh, one more thing I want to bring up, which was who directed the film. Did you pay attention to who did direct the film? No. This is done by... I'm on the wrong screen. This is done by Reiner. Uh, was it Rob Reiner or Carl Reiner? I want to say Rob... Hold on. Carl Reiner. I had it in front of me. I failed completely. That is a uh -oh. podcast fail for the week. It's not you Travis this time. I thought, I thought that Travis on his first week back from three weeks being gone would mess up somewhere and do something that I could give him a hard time. Instead, who was it? It was you. And what did I just do? You just made the list. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I just listed myself. I am sorry. Listed you would think... You would think I would be ready for such. You know what it is, Travis? It's my first week back with you, and I guess I'm just nervous with your nervous. greatness returning. That's what yeah, it, it must be my nerves are shot because it's throwing me off and everything. That's because my beard's growing in so good now. Man, where's Tim when I need him? <laughs> Tim, if you're listening to this, this is your fault, man, because you should be here, not Travis. Travis probably hasn't even listened to our yeah. podcast we did. He probably didn't even hear no. that where, where I teased him in the podcast and said he's out and Tim was in, but. Nope. But they both start with a T, so it's good. <laughs> Carl Reiner was the director. <laughs> I believe that's, uh, is that now, is, is Carl Reiner a son or a brother to Rob Reiner? I don't know. I'll be his daddy. Hey, no, Carl Reiner is the older one. See? I don't know all these people. Probably his daddy. Why should I be expected to know all these people, Travis? I don't know. Maybe because you got a podcast about movies. And we're, supposed, <laughs> and we're supposed to research before we do it all? Not just ramble That's on like we're fun, doing right man. now? That's part of the fun. I told somebody once, they said, somebody asked me, said, you got a, you have a podcast? And I said, yeah. I said, it's just me and one of my friends rambling on every week about movies we watch. Though. That's all it is. Right. That's all we've been doing. Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, overall, we're going to wrap this up here shortly, Travis. I'm going to let you off the hook. Yeah. Funniest part, of the, in your opinion, funniest part of the movie. Or let me rephrase this. Favorite part of the movie. Not just funniest, but your favorite part could be anything. Um... Man, well, my favorite part would have to be them when 
Well, I, I mean, heck, if the movie was made in 1985, I guess I ain't doing a spoilers. But my favorite part was him rent winning the yacht race. And I think the funniest part was the running joke about old girl's implants. That, that, shit, like every time they did that, it made me laugh my butt off. Yeah. Because they, they, the way they did it was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the, the best like part I of it. $2,000 for them thing. Gave up the power <laughs> chainsaw. I was going to say, gave up the power tool. <laughs> Um, I I would say the best part for me of the movie is just you know them winning, like you said, winning the race. But the whole I like the montage they had of them, you know, fixing the boat up. Yeah, that was cool. You know, bringing the family together in the vacation where things were just not going their way at the end. They're realizing they're having to leave, and now you know they're all coming together and getting things done as a family. And this is their vacation now, whether they win or lose. You know, they've had all this family time together and doing what they did. And yeah, but I like the, the fact ready. you know it didn't it didn't portray them as like they weren't a dysfunctional family by any means, or it didn't no. portray them that way. They no. were just dad worked all the time, right? You know? And as far as funny parts, I man, there were several funny parts that just and obviously the one you listed was was hilarious. The running joke on that, the when they he comes back, no, the, the dog is wanting his bowl or something like it or his food. Yeah. And he goes to get it, and the dog pushes the door shut on him. Now he's locked out, and the dog gets up in the recliner and takes his seat from him yeah. where he's trying to watch the TV. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, or when he, he goes takes to, old dude's drink. <laughs> he takes old dude's drink, and then he gets coughing. And then no, the it wasn't his drink. It wasn't his drink. It was his popcorn. He took his popcorn out of his hand. Yeah, he reached in and grabbed a handful of popcorn and started choking yeah. on it. Yeah, and then Richard Crenn is laughing at him for it and puts popcorn in his mouth and starts yeah, immediately starts choking, choking on too. that. So yes, it had a lot of great moments in as far as comedy goes and everything. And I just like the feel good part of the story as well and everything. So um, I'm not going to promise this is the last summertime movie, but we won't do another John Candy movie for a little while. Unless it's Brewster's Millions, because I really like Brewster's Millions. There you go. I I wouldn't turn that one down. Uh, Anyway. We're going to wrap this up, Travis. Uh, for all of you who listen today, thank you very much. If you're new to the show, make sure you do subscribe and follow us. We release every Thursday uh, with extra content, usually dropping on a Monday. There you go. You can find us on social media at Instagram, Facebook, mostly, and occasionally on the TikTok. And we have a website at www.retrolife, the number four, the letter U.com. You can actually listen to the podcast from the website in the browser, or you can click on your favorite place to listen, such as Spotify or iTunes, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and everything like that. If you do listen on iTunes, make sure you give us a rating and a review. And if you listen to us on Spotify, a five-star rating, because you're nice to us and you want to make us feel good about ourselves. And uh, you're giving us five star, whether you think it was one and a half star or five, because you're just that cool. So, Travis. Yeah. One more thing. And yeah, then I got a question for you. I, 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 I got one more thing and I got a question for you. All right, let's do it. If they have any suggestions or questions or whatever they may have for us, they can email us at, Retro Life, the number four, Y O U at gmail.com. Retro, retro Life for you yep. at gmail.com. And, yep, um, yep. you know, 
We'll take anything you got. Criticism, suggestions, the show you'd like to see, whatever the case may be, let us know. Yep. yep anything yep, you got yep. for us, however, in closing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I could do some throwback 80s stuff. I, I got a good one. For, I got a good, uh, 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 maybe a dad joke. Where do teachers go during, for vacation? Where? Times Square. Oh, my gosh. I asked for that one. That's about as corny as it gets right there, ain't it? (laughs) I, I, I I asked for that one, didn't I? Times Square.